This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a breakfast podcast. Listen live every Saturday morning from 7 till 9 on Australia's only gay and lesbian community radio station, Joy 94.9. You're listening to Breakfast on Joy 94.9 and we're talking to Australian author Nick Earls. Prior to the track, we were talking about how things have changed for you in your writing in the last 15 years and one of the things that's definitely changed is technology. Part of your tour this month has included a stint as the blogger for your publisher Random House where you mentioned the phenomenon of the 2.0 author. What is that? Well, I think it's this is the first time when I've kind of really felt the kind of shift beyond the regular book tour because, you know, now they've got me Twittering and I'm on Facebook and all that kind of thing, which is really interesting. But bear in mind, I'm, you know, an ageing Luddite at heart. (laughs) But it's still exciting to try these things. And I was thinking back to how people used to promote books. And it would be wrong to think that the author tour is a modern invention Mm. because it's been around for a long time. And in fact, before there were printed books, of course, there were troubadours going from town to town. So Mm. people who tell stories have been on the road since there have been stories and roads, and that's a long time. Mm. But um, Dickens, the Tale of Two Cities tour through the US Midwest on a train apparently took weeks and weeks and weeks. And whenever he'd arrive in a town, he'd go to like the biggest hall in the town that night and he'd read from that novel to thousands of people and they would buy that novel. Sounds like a highly successful book tour in the 19th century. So book tours have been with us for a while and that's how they've been done and until recently you could do that thing where you go around and you you do the talk and you stand up in front of people and you go to bookshops and sign things but now suddenly suddenly there's there's twitter there's facebook there's blogging and it exists in a different realm and that's kind of part of it too but it's an exciting part of it because it means with the twitter stuff anytime i check there's someone else tweeting me mm. telling me about their experience of reading the true story of butterfish which is a new book so mm. you know just it's, it makes it feel much more dynamic and makes the interaction with people entirely non-geographic which i quite like instant feedback Mm. potentially terrifying but so far it's been positive which is good (laughs) and part of that reading your blog this week uh, i understand you're having a competition of sorts lamington versus scones oh lamington versus scones how's it going well okay it's been really interesting because there were lots of views coming in on lamington's versus Mm. scones because since i'm part of a big book club tour That means that I've got 15 libraries on my tour itinerary in some cities, but also regional centres across the country from Mareeba to Geraldton and and all, well, in four states anyway. So a lot of libraries and been quite a bit of debate as to whether there will be more scones or more lamingtons served at the morning and afternoon teas in the libraries. People generally coming down in favour of scones with it being winter, thinking could be warm, nice. Mm. Uh, People were saying the further north I went, the more likely there'd be to be lamingtons. Not so cold, also a very Queensland kind of feel. The big money is on Lamingtons for Mareeba on Monday, I've got to say. But, I, you know, I don't know till I get there. That's part of the buzz of the tour. Mm. Did Dickens have that? Again, I can't say. But, uh, you know, it was slightly pre-Lamington, but not much when he did the Tale of Two Cities tour of the US. So he didn't get to live this dream. But, but I get to. What I found, though, is it's a bit more idiosyncratic than that. Uh, Maruya, uh, oh, yes. south coast of New South Wales. Cracker of a cake. 
great <laughs> cake and apparently an excellent brownie. And I could have done with more of that myself. But of course, I had people to talk to and books to sign, which is also good. But then you've got to think, is it as good as cake? And mm. I'm not really... It's not in my interest to answer that because no. I love talking to people and it's great when they want me to sign their book. Mm. But sometimes you love cake as well. Mm. So the Maria cake is a highlight. Another thing that I found that was great about some of these library things is that if they're in the late afternoon, they'll actually serve bottled wine. Oh. And and sometimes if they're doing that, they'll make it a gold coin donation entry. And what I'd like people to think about is when was the last time you got a glass of bottled wine for a gold coin? And I think that's never happened no. because I think the last time wine was $2 a glass, $2 was a piece of green paper. So... <laughs> This is it. This is what I'm bringing to regional Australia. I'm bringing gold coin wine. And if that's not going to bring crowds, what is? Yeah. I know. Uh, guess what? There might also be books, but there's wine for a gold coin, people. And what I like about that gold coin is, you know what? It doesn't have to be the two. It could be a dollar. <laughs> I, what am I thinking? Two dollars. It's a dollar wine. Dollar wine. Could there be a better slogan to, to help sell books? So what next for Nichols? 50 cent wine. <laughs> Free wine. <laughs> What next? Well, right at the moment, of course, the book, Tour. then the play. So September, I get back to Brisbane and the play goes into rehearsal and, and they want me there mm. for the rehearsals at the moment. They think they do. They haven't seen what I'm like in the rehearsal room, but at the moment, they think they want me there. So that's going to be a great experience. I'm really looking forward to that. And I suspect by the end of that, once the play is up and running, I'll be ready to just kind of go quietly into hiding again and start dealing with my next pile of ideas and maybe tell another story. That'll be nice. That sounds nice. So finally, I have to ask, why do clowns keep stealing your watches? Oh, look, I was not happy with that. I was, yeah, I, I don't want that to happen again. You know, a lot of people have, have that kind of clown phobia. I didn't until mm. then. It's got some complicated name. I was going to say it's like Tristidecophobia, but that's Tristidecophobia, but that's actually fear of 13. It's not fear of clowns. Oh. There is a noun for fear of clowns. Now I'm going to need to look it up. Yeah. Well, you know, what was Google invented for? <laughs> Things like that. So, yeah, I went to a function once in Sydney, a corporate function. And with those corporate functions, you know, people always feel that what they've got to do is come up with a new trick that the 3,000 people there who are completely bored with corporate functions haven't seen before. And at this one, it turned out to be the really irritating clown who stole your watch and presented it back to you inside a purple poodle balloon. Oh. And so, and the thing was, I got there after other people and the clown comes around and he's doing his clown thing with his painted on face, but actually this kind of grim look underneath it all. And, uh, and then he goes twist 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 and hands you a poodle as though he's doing this nice thing and you go thanks for that what do i do with this stupid and then you look in the middle of it and go that there's a watch that looks like my watch and then you realize your watch is not on your wrist anymore and there's like 20 people who are standing around you laughing mockingly at you <laughs> so enough of that i don't yeah. want that anymore so did you just smash the balloon well see what do you do yeah. I, it's a weird thing because if you smash the balloon does that look ungrateful yeah. or a bit bitter or can't take a joke slightly also, aggressive slightly aggressive um and so why not just punch the clown and <laughs> get it all out of, the, out of your system. No, I didn't. I'm a very passive person. I, I seethe on the inside. I don't hurt people. Or balloons, um, if I can avoid it. And the other thing is you think, if I pop the balloon, do I fumble the watch and the watch drops to the ground? Everyone else has another laugh. I've got a scratched watch. Yeah. And, you know. It didn't sound like there was a win-win no. there at all. So you just go, thanks. Yeah, you're thanks. very funny. Yeah. And then you just kind of hold it for a while as though it's just this pet you're embarrassed about. So you're like some, you know, Paris Hilton wannabe who turned up with a little purple balloon dog instead. And you have to kind of go off somewhere discreet and poke your finger through the balloon and put your watch back on and steer away from clowns. Take that from me, Beck. You know, if you go to these things, mm. don't trust them. Mm -mm. Don't trust them. 
I will don't ta- trust them. Don't trust their balloons and don't get in their cars because I've seen those cars go bad. <laughs> Stuff falls off. Those jaunty jalopies that clowns have, they're not jaunty. They're trouble. And Doors they fall so off. many in there. Yeah, and they do. They'll, if you get in there, they'll mm. just pack lots of clowns on top of you mm. and then the whole thing will just burst and there'll be this puff of purple smoke and everyone will laugh. Yeah. Except you. Except me. You know, like they say, it's always fun until someone loses an eye. Exactly. Well, if I haven't learned anything else today, I've learned to stay away from clowns. That I could help. You're listening to Breakfast on Joy 94.9 and we've been talking to Nick Earls. His latest novel, The True Story of Butterfish, is in all good bookshops now and the play of the same name will have its world premiere in Brisbane in October. Nick Earls, thank you. Thank you, Beck. It's been lovely coming in and sharing some breakfast with you. Thanks for listening to a breakfast podcast. Tune in live every Saturday morning from 7 till 9 on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.